Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good day to you. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, wherever you are. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper around the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, Miss Medium Rare herself, the lovely Leslie Martin. Yay! I'm so glad to be here tonight, Ron. Yay! Yeah, me too. Uh, that, you know that opening that says, you will be real people. People's a weird yeah. w- word, isn't it? People. It's, people. it's kind of weird. People. People. Like pimple. Pimple? Do you say it any other way? People, pimple, whatever. Anyway, it's always bugged me. Uh, anyway, we got a good show tonight. And for our Patreon listeners, yes, you people there, uh, and we're probably going to mention this. Yeah, people uh, there, members of the Dead Air Society. Uh, we posted a, a new video exclusive for you uh, from uh, George uh, at the Governor's Mansion, who did an exclusive interview, a uh, little shot of an upcoming show that uh, it won't be in the show, but it's exclusive only for you guys. But it'll be uh, for an upcoming show we're doing on Next Generation with the Blonde Bob Show and myself. And uh, we have like hours of interview with this guy. But anyways, it should be a lot of fun. So uh, look forward to that sometime in the future. Anyways, joining us tonight is uh, someone who Leslie and I both know. Um, she is a animal Reiki master and teacher. Uh, she is also a member of the VZ Park Seance Circle. And a uh, uh, well, I guess she's a patron in herself in that she has joined... Uh, so many of our adventures together, and she is uh, Kimberly Carter. Hi, Kim. Hi, Ron. How are you? Hi, Leslie. Hi, Kim. So glad to talk with you tonight. Yeah, glad to be here. You know, the good thing about you, Kim, is is we have so much we could talk to you with about you. Not only uh, animal communication and uh, you know uh, Reiki master, but uh, you also have published a little uh, booklet uh, which you. Uh, gave me i thank you very much it's called uh, unlikely encounters a bigfoot story so we're going to talk a little bigfoot tonight too as well as uh probably the red light sand circle i would think but uh exciting exciting stuff here on uh, ghost chronicles next generation but anyways let's start off kim why don't you introduce yourself uh you have been on the show before but uh, for those who haven't heard that show give us a brief uh you know intro Okay, um, I got introduced to Ron, oh my goodness, it's been a little bit of a while now. Um, I'd say it's been seven or eight years now that I've been going to the um, Spirit Quest, mm-hmm. um, which is a get-together for paranormal, well, I can't say it's a paranormal convention because it isn't, but nope. for spirit lovers, I guess I'd say, uh, paranormal, well, I, I don't even know how to describe a spirit quest because it's, everyone is different. 
and they're all wonderful. Um, for paranormal lovers, check them out because everyone is themed. Everyone is a little different, and they're all mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, um, and we we uh, you know we did that originally. I was going to do it as a, a paracon because we used to do paracons. We did one that the Hoot mentioned years ago with Jeff Belanger. And, oh, we had a, a all star lineup with that, and that was kind of fun. And then we we did others, but then I wanted to do something different because there was like a million paracons around. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do this spirit quest. And it's very hard to describe it. People have asked me. So I've come up with the name of Paranormal Retreat, which is uh, basically uh, like-minded people getting together and studying various aspects of the paranormal. Everything from, uh, you know, ghosts, of course, uh, to uh, spirituality, to uh, Bigfoot, uh, UFOs, uh, you know, yeah, I mean it's it's all kinds. It's all over the place, and and there are tons of it. It's not just a, a thing of speakers. Saturday is just speakers, but we have all kinds of uh, fun things as well. We you know we even introduced the escape room, which has now uh, been for the last two years a regular Become a thing. <laughs> yeah, as well as you know the Friday night dinner, which we dress up and and as a theme dinner, we dress up and we. Uh, have contests and stuff. We have a lot of fun, but it's uh... There's something for everyone, which is great. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go the whole weekend. You can go at you know you know for a day or or an evening, or uh, you can do the whole weekend as well. Right. It There's reminds me a lot of and the, you can pick and choose. Yeah, it reminds me of the show In Search of, where we would just you know do different topics, not just ghosts not just cryptozoology, not just ufology. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of everything. So I love Spirit Quest. I, right, and I love that show. Thank you for bringing that up, Leslie. I love that show. And so true. It was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I, well, the, there are a lot of neat shows. I mean, I like, I've got uh, the, this uh, Arthur C. Clarke's uh, encounters which is it's pretty cool this like he did like three or four of these series and they're, they're really cool it's on the similar line as in search of and it's uh intriguing because you know if, if you don't know arthur c clark is the, the found yeah i guess you would call him the uh the founder of the satellite uh system thing or whatever it is but he's done a, a ton of he's a highly intelligent man so he looks at that from all different points of view so not just you know this is what it is as he looks at it from a skeptic's view versus a believer's view and so forth so it's it's intriguing stuff i i love those shows i really do me too anyway right getting back to um what got me started was um a ghost encounter in south charleston south carolina is what got me started in ghost paranormal yeah um, I how old, wait a minute. How old were you? Um, I was in my forties. I didn't get oh, okay. into this stuff till I was in my forties. All right, so you kind of um, like me then. Yeah, yeah. I really didn't believe in ghosts and all this stuff. Um, I touched on tarot cards and going to psychics and that kind of stuff, but it was mm-hmm. all more or less like a lot of people do. You you go, you listen, you say, ha ha. You know, if it comes true, it comes true. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't really take it seriously. 
But then I stayed in this bed and breakfast, the 1837 bed and breakfast in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, a little boy died there of typhoid or some horrible childhood disease. And he had a habit of banging on the kitchen window and running away, which I didn't know. And I was standing in the kitchen talking to the owner one day, and I had my back to the kitchen window. And I was talking with her, and in the middle of our conversation, all of a sudden there was a big bang on the kitchen window, bad enough that I jumped. And she started laughing. And, of course, I'm, like, mortified. I'm like, why are you laughing at me? And she said, that was just Georgie. And I said, Georgie, what are you talking about? She said, I'm laughing with you. She said, don't be um, afraid or anything, but that's Georgie the ghost. I said, yeah. the ghost? And she said, yeah, he does that to people he likes. He runs, he bangs on the window and runs away. Oh, and I cute. said, okay. <laughs> so that so was how, my first ghost experience. So how did you get involved, involved in animal communication? Um, animal communication, in 2008, my mother passed away. I was at loose ends with what to do with my life, and I loved, I've always loved animals. Unfortunately, I have a lot of physical um, problems with my back and my neck, so I wanted to be a veterinary assistant of some kind. And my vet said, no, you don't want to do that. It's a lot of physical tolls on your body, and your body probably won't be able to take it. So I was looking on the Internet one day, and I said, what can I do with animals? And this thing came up called animal Reiki. I said, animal Reiki, what's that? It turns out that it's energy work. We're all made of energy. Um, even rocks and trees are, believe it or not, made of energy, as solid as they look. They're made of energy and wavelengths like anything else. Um, and animal Reiki is a form of working with energy where you combine your energy with an animal's energy for positive results for their well-being. And it's fascinating work. Mm -hmm. And um, you can work on health issues, behavioral issues, just general well-being of an animal. And you can have fascinating results. I've worked with everything from tigers to monkeys to um, cats and dogs. Yeah, I've worked with some monkeys myself. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I find this fascinating. I, I myself is, am a Reiki master teacher, and I wanted to get into animal Reiki. And so I went to this animal Reiki course, and it was just regular Reiki. And you really didn't go into the animal aspect. And I'm thinking, I'm wasting my money here. This is not what I want to do. <laughs> um, but she did touch upon it. And from what I understand, you don't even have to be sitting with your hands on the animal, but you can attune yourself so you are... Um, engaging in the energy with the animal across the room. Is this correct? That's correct. It's yes. distance Reiki. And you can be looking at a picture of an animal and do Reiki using a picture of an animal. And it's important because there's some, we all have chakras. You can do chakra work with an animal. And um, that's important too, because there are chakras animals have that people don't have. And in doing the chakra work, which is important, um, that there's a difference between the Reiki work that people say, oh, you can do human Reiki on animals. Well, animals have chakras that a lot of people doing human Reiki don't know about. 
and they say, oh, it's the same thing, but it isn't the same thing. There's a trust, a trust vortex that's actually at the shoulder of animals. That's a human bond with the animal that they have that a lot of humans don't know about. And it's um, really interesting because when you work with that specific chakra, you get some amazing results. I too have uh, studied Reiki and, and have a second degree. Uh, and you can also use Reiki healing remotely. Uh, I did Absolutely. that over, over the phone one day with somebody who with uh, positive results. And of course, you know, I never profess to be anything, but I'm always open and try things and, and experiment with things to see if there's validity. And so this was an experiment that I did and uh, there was positive results on it. So it, it's a trigger stuff. But, you know, as you were talking, Kim, I, I kind of thought about it. I mean, you don't really touch the person. So what would the difference be between praying for a person and doing Reiki, where you're asking for basically, in Reiki, you use an energy of the universe to go th uh, to heal the animal or person, where you could do, you're doing the same thing virtually with prayer, and only you're asking the God, which is the universe, to uh Heal someone. You, Prayer is just a general overall intention. Reiki, you can specifically actually ask for a vortex to spin a certain way. You can actually specifically ask for certain muscle. You can direct it to a certain muscle area. You can do certain things with Reiki that you can direct it to certain areas. So it's more, it's more, it's, yeah, it's more microscopic yeah, than it, macro. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Where prayer is a more general intention. But, but with that in perspective, they both take energy and direct it, which is where they have the commonality. Hmm. So that's why prayer works, because it's still an intention which has energy, which you're directing at somebody. What do you think was on this? I think it's fascinating, first off, <laughs> number one. Um, and I agree with Kim. Everything is, is intention-based. And um, I believe what she's saying is has so much validity to it because when you take that intention and you intensify it and you um, – she's talking about, like, vortexes where you're, you're specifically pointing at a specific part of the dog or cat or animal's body um, would bring about – results that would not come about with prayer because it's just a generalized please help this person you it's know. not always or, just generalized i mean you could play you know please heal his back or please we you're talking to a specific area exactly. but it's, it's exactly. not it's, it's not i see kem's point where it's not like you're actually asking to manipulate a certain uh uh, thing in the, in, yeah, I'm missing a group or whatever in the thing. So I, I do understand that. I mean, I'll uh, give you another example. When someone gives you the evil eye, you <laughs> feel that. I get that all the time. <laughs> which, which, which is why my which is why my furnace is broke for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I blame that on that picture. You know that. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I talked to Judica Isles. I had her on the show, uh, not last week, I think the week before. And 
you know, she's written the the book Five Thousand Spells and then this. So I was trying to de determine what the the difference between spells and prayer. And now I'm thinking Reiki, which are you know they're basically all from the same you know different modalities, but you know they work with the same similar, thing. Yeah, they work similarly. Yeah. yeah, they absolutely do. It's all intention, and then mm -hmm. what you combine that intention with to give it the added strength or the added extra intention, so to speak, for what you want, the manifestation of what you want. So is the success of the intention more about the person delivering the, uh, the uh, what am I saying? The whatever it is, whatever modality is, is it the prayer, the Reiki, or, or, or is it just general? In other words, does it matter that you are a, a Reiki master or a, or does it, you know, because an ordinary person can pray and, and have results, so is that, you know, is it more about the method, I guess? Um, I don't necessarily, anybody can do Reiki. Anybody can do Reiki. Anybody can do, anybody can do these things. But I think the belief behind it does make a difference. Um, I really think that the greater the intention, the greater the results, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. I know that sounds kind of extreme. No, no, but, it isn't. Um, I agree when you believe in something. The more, you're in, the more you're invested, the more that your outcome is going to have a greater intention behind it. So, and, would, um, so Kim, on that note, with several people doing Reiki on a particular animal or person, increase the odds like group prayer does and uh, exactly yeah hmm, interesting yeah that's why we have reiki groups online and they ask oh i wasn't aware people. they had those uh Kim. yeah they do they have reiki groups online we have animal reiki groups that get together and they'll say i have a cat that's going through this situation can you please send reiki to my cat and we'll send Reiki to that cat or that dog or that being. Now, do you do that as a group at a certain time or do you just do it at will when you have No, time? we just do it at will. We just do it at will. We don't necessarily do it at a certain time. You can do it at a certain time. It depends on the animal. It depends on the person. It depends. That's the other thing. There's this thing called permission. Um, mm -hmm. You usually don't just bombard an animal with Reiki. You usually get permission from the owner of the animal to go ahead and give permission um, to give Reiki to their animal. Um, That's like a regular it's Reiki, too, courtesy. though. You, regular Reiki, right. you need it's permission just courtesy. as well. Yeah. 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 Don't you agree? Really uh, let's, 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 I don't love you, it. I, yeah. I do. Um, I, I love that it's at will because then the animal is receiving it at different points in the day instead of just at one point where, you know, as if you had a group and you're saying, we're all going to group it at eight o'clock and then the animal only gets you for like an hour where this way he can get it multiple times throughout the day. So he would get more benefit from it. But wouldn't it group, group given Reiki, Reiki at the same time produce intensify, a, intensify the, the, experience as well 
Are they healing? No, I think we, I think we should do some experiments. It could be beneficial that. either way, Ron. It's mm-hmm. beneficial. Oh yeah, way. I'm not saying it isn't it either way. Yeah. I'm just curious whether a group doing it at the same time would intensify the process where the results would be, you know, more significant than the re- yeah. The just result might be casual faster. Reiki during the day. The result might be slightly faster, but um, the other way it might be easier on the being, depending on what they're going through. Oh, that's you don't point, necessarily yeah. yeah. You don't necessarily want to bombard a really sick animal with all kinds of good intentions as well. Even though they're good intentions, you don't want to necessarily speed them along too fast in their healing process, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably better for them to get it at a slower rate than just bombarding them all at once, which is probably why they don't do it the way in prayer circles and things, and they do it this way. So how well, if you do... think about Reiki like it's medication, you can't take all of the medication all at once. You have to take it a little bit at a time. <laughs> well, sometimes Sorry, you can. Well, like if you take Tylenol, you you want to take it so you know it benefits extended you release. Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's the premise behind it. Yeah, but even like in some medications, you you take a. Uh, double dose or sometimes in, in the beginning and uh, you know it works that way um, so it, it it's not necessarily a, a, a true statement where it's 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 spaced out all the time because there are sometimes where you have a concentrated medicine or you get right. one, one on dose the individual yeah. right yeah. right or, or, or what you're trying to heal as well right yeah Right, and in an emergency situation, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, was, I had a question. So, like, when you give Reiki to a human being, it goes through their chakras, and it makes its way through the chakra system, like, every three days. Is it the same with an animal? Um, it depends on the animal and what you want the eventual outcome to be. Um, if it's an emergency situation, as I was just going to say, you bombard them with Reiki immediately and it's for their general good or whatever the situation is in the emergency. And you don't worry about what's happening and you just give it. Um, in the general well-being situation, you can give it every three days, every week. Um, it depends on the owner and the animal and what they work out for that particular being. The size of the animal matters. Um, if you have a huh. horse, yeah, if you have a horse, um, you'd give Reiki. Um, I'm trying to think now. I don't want to do, do it backwards. You'd give Reiki more frequently than you would on a smaller animal because your energy field and the being's energy field merge when you're doing Reiki. So you don't want to overwhelm a smaller animal with your energy field too often, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I, I actually want to circle back to something we said in the beginning, which we all yeah. agreed on. And that was that you need the permission of the patient since, you know, you're just getting the owner, and, uh, owner's permission. That's, yeah. you're, you're basically saying that that animal has no individuality and i i kind of disagree with that i don't think it's 
it's that way. It couldn't possibly be that way because if you believe in, you know, animals being their own personalities, then it doesn't really matter who owns them, uh, but rather their own needs and, and wants as well. To build upon that, to build upon that, have you ever had a case where you've tried to give Reiki to an animal and the animal has refused it? And is there any yes. way that you can feel that? There is, there is that situation. And that's why you ask for permission of the owner first, and then you ask the permission of the animal. And the animal okay, will so let you communicate you know. directly to the animal then? Correct. Oh, okay, that and makes then, sense then. Yeah. Yeah, and the animal will let you know if they do not want Reiki. They mm -hmm. will go as far away from you as they possibly can. They will let you know that they do not want Reiki. Hmm. Um, they will have nothing to do with you. I've had it happen once, and I immediately just ended the session and said, okay, that's fine, and left. And they will respect you for that. If you push it, they will have nothing to do with you, and they will never return to you. If you don't push it, chances are another day they will come back and they will try working with you again. That's interesting. Which, which shows their individuality. Which is Exactly. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we do, have, we, do, we do have to take a break right now because we are. Okay, already? Wow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we're going to touch a little bit more on Reiki when we come back, but I do want to get uh, involved a little bit with Bigfoot because uh, that's an interesting subject, not one that's dear to my heart, but certainly an interesting subject. Uh, okay. So anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation uh, with Ron and Mike co-host uh, Leslie Martin, special guest uh, animal uh, communicator and uh, Reiki master, uh, Tim Carter. And we're brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. We'll be right back after the following messages here on Tojanet. And we're all good podcasts. Uh... a paranormal event book or something else you want people to know about then why not advertise it on ghost chronicles radio with over 150,000 downloads a month get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject we have a plan at a cost that fits your needs for more information contact ron kolick at any ghost project at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678 Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica! What? <laughs> 
from the creators of Shadowhunters bite me comes a tale of primal terror. Grind call mayhem. Shadowhunters, kill Jessica, kill! <laughs> Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Leslie Martin and Ron Kolick. We're here on TojiNet. Our special guest is Reiki Master, Animal Reiki Master, uh, Kim Carter. So before the, the, well, actually the first half of the show, we, we spent on Reiki and Animal Reiki. So I want to wrap that up if we can. So, Les, do you have any questions uh, you would like to ask Kim while we're here? About, about the Reiki or about what's coming next? Oh, uh, the the Reiki, dear. No, I am good with the Reiki. I just can't imagine that that 30 minutes went by so fast. It went by so fast. So, Kim, anything you want to add about your, your Reiki experience? Can people, you know, uh, contact you to have Reiki done on their animals? Or And you mentioned um, this, this Reiki group. Is, is that available somewhere? Well, I have a book out that's Color Connection and Kinship about animal Reiki that people can buy, and um, it goes over some of the animal Reiki stuff that I've mentioned, and um, it has some of my cases and comments that they can um, look at and um, learn some of the stuff that I've already mentioned. And where is and, that available? Um, it's available on Amazon. Okay. And um, the animal Reiki groups are online. All you have to do is type in animal Reiki groups and they'll pop up. There's only a couple of them out there, so um, don't get discouraged. And um, it's a fascinating field. It's a blossoming field. So, like I said, a lot of people think human Reiki and animal Reiki are the same thing, and they're really not. So do your diligence and and uh, look into it because it's fascinating. Well, before we go, because I, I want to ask you, what what is the, the exact difference between animal reiki and human reiki trust trust, trust. With the animal? it's 
Yeah, trust with the animal. You go at a level deeper than you go with humans. Humans can answer you, yes, no, I'm feeling this, I'm not feeling this. An animal shows you by how deep they go with the Reiki, whether they relax or not, whether they settle down or not. Um, They show you by their responses whether they're getting the Reiki or not and whether they're um, feeling it, whether they're healing or not, that kind of thing. So are you connecting with their mind or are you connecting from their uh, reactions? Both. Both. Because they... um, they react emotionally, they react physically, they react psychologically, they react on all levels. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I've got stories, but I can't, can't get into it today, but I've got stories of a lion at a casino that was pacing back and forth restlessly, and I looked at her and thought how miserable she was. Out of the 30 or 40 people she could have picked to come and lie in front of and fall asleep, she chose me. Mm-hmm. And she just walked right over, laid in front of me, and went right to sleep. And out of that, it was out of the 40 people she could have chosen. And it was me just from looking at her and realizing how miserable she was. And why did she choose me out of all those people? And I think it was because I telepathically was communicating with her. And, okay. yeah, I mean, you just, Reiki becomes a way of life. Mm-hmm. And you walk around, and people know, and animals know that you can do this. And it, it's, it's just an interesting way of life. Now, before we wrap up on the, the Reiki, I do have one quick question about the animals. And, you know, I've always heard that the horses are the most psychic of the animal kingdom. Is, what's your thoughts on that? I had a horse that I actually ended up sponsoring at a farm up in Tritrust in New Hampshire. And I helped work with him and helped get him from a scared horse that had come out of a barn that hadn't seen daylight in years and helped make him into a horse that was adopted to another farm where he has come so far. He's actually being ridden now. He's doing work that no one ever thought he'd do. And it's been years of work. And I helped him along three of those years, helping do Reiki with him on a weekly basis. Um, And I think Reiki really helped him in his situation. It helped him get used to humans. Mm -hmm. It helped him trust humans. Um, It it just, yeah, really, horses are wonderful. They're incredible, sensitive animals. So energy fields. We're going to wrap it up, but uh, okay, if if you. connect i mean if somebody wants you know work done with their their animal yeah uh, they can call I, me anytime i'll give you my phone number and 978 no not a good not a good idea okay. not, not okay. a good idea all right social all media right. or something like that would be much better uh or a website yeah. or anything yeah, like i that. can give you my email address can i put my email address out sure, there absolutely my business email address is fnfreiki at aol.com once Yay, again. another AOL person. <laughs> yeah, I've kept it, it forever. It works. Elon still exists. Oh, well. 
Anyway, all right. So at SpiritQuest, you uh, were nice enough to give me a copy of your newest book, which is called Unlikely Encounters, A Bigfoot Story by, by Kim Kimberly Cotter. So it's a, not a big book, so it's easy to read. Um, yeah, it's a big booklet, yep. So what compelled you to read this book, and, and, and what is the book about? The book is about... <laughs> The unlikely encounter I had in New Hampshire with a friend of mine, where I unknowingly got a picture of Bigfoots. Um, what? I, yeah. I okay. Yeah. This is yeah. fascinating. Could, could have been Mike Leslie. It could have. Yeah. Been. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Again, this is something that, like ghosts, I was on the fence about. Until I took these pictures one day. It was a rainy, crappy day. Um, I don't want to go too much into it because then I'm giving the book away. Mm-hmm. But I, there were black bears supposedly in the area, and a friend and I were walking through the woods. I saw some black, thought I was taking pictures of bears, and turned out not to be bears. Mm. And, wow. Um, yeah. And I got the pictures on my computer at home and said, what are escaped apes doing in the woods of New Hampshire? And I've been fortunate because I have put these pictures out to the New Hampshire cryptozoological people and had them scratching their heads. And I've also given them to Crystal, who was on your show not too long ago. And she has forwarded them to some, some of her um, coworkers who are very interested in the picture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there are people out there, um, and I've had other people that I've passed it along to who are scratching their heads and just saying, wow, um, yeah, these are very interesting creatures and yeah. So can you, I'm very, can, I don't want to give away the book, but can you, can you like, um, bring us to that place where where were you standing? What did it smell like? Can you can you bring us there? Um, it was a rainy, crappy day. I was on a bike path that um, I was probably I was actually like thirty or forty feet from these things, and they were behind foliage, so I really didn't know what I was looking at. And my uh-huh. camera got the shot. I didn't see for myself what they were. The camera saw what they were, and I didn't smell anything funky because it was raining. So mm-hmm. the rain tampered down any smells. Um, Did you hear anything? No, just it was it was raining, Leslie. So all I heard was rain. It was just mm-hmm. a rainy, crappy day. It was mm-hmm. overcast. It was we had done a little bit of exploring through where the old overpass was. It was at a um, overlook area by Mount Lafayette up in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. um, near Whitefield. And um, I don't know if these things are still around. If they are, God bless them. Um, mm-hmm. I, my friend has since been back to the area because she wanted to make sure there were no stumps, no nothing, no nothing in the area. Um, she has since been back and has confirmed no stumps or anything in the area, no fallen trees, no nothing that can be misconstrued as apes in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what we can gather, these things are apes in the woods. 
So, yeah. So Mount Lafayette and Whitefield, for people who don't know, in New Hampshire is a heavily wooded area, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's it's a a great place for people to go hiking and whatnot. There's not much around in Whitefield, New Hampshire, from what I remember. Um, But it's, it's not a heavy populated area, correct? Correct. The only reason I was up there is because I was staying at Spalding Inn which is where I had ghost encounters. Party. Um, yeah. They used to be owned by um, Jason and Grant. Yep. Yeah, Jason, Jason and Grant. And, Grant. and um, I had a ghost cat stay in my room the night that I stayed there. Um, awesome. Of course, of course there would be a cat, right? Animal yeah. communicator. <laughs> it actually meowed to be let out of the room, which amazed me. Um, and I did let it out. I wasn't mean. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the whole reason I was up there is I was staying at Spalding Inn with a friend of mine for her birthday. And, um, yeah, so that was a whole nother story, but, um, that's the whole reason I was up there and it was, there's nothing up there. There's some little towns and, um, there's a little visitor center up there and that's about it. You know, that's interesting. You saw a ghost cat because, you know, most people think, you know, they think lady or white or they see this or that. And they, they think about it. But animal ghosts are seen very often. Uh, you know, I have certainly saw the, the dog from Wood Island uh, as clear as day. And, and Jim, uh, we, we went to Gettysburg with uh, Richard Felix and we rented that place. Uh, he saw a, a his first ghost uh, actually it was a cat in the, in that room and there are many other reports of uh ghost cats at the 1859 host uh dan Posses, god bless him uh captured that uh ghost cat rubbing up against me at, with this thermal imager uh so that was and and, Bev, and uh not only think about it leslie at the houghton mansion you caught a cat as well right yeah i caught an image with a clearly shows a cat coming into the room um, at the Houghton Mansion in Mary's room. And the funny thing about that was you saw a cat that evening and you were like, did you see that no, cat? Nick, 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 Nick and saw Nick a Mantello, cat. Nick saw and Mantello's cat. group in the basement saw a cat as well. Mm-hmm. And our ghost equipment, I think it was the obelisk said cat dead. dead. Remember? It said something else too. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, no, I was very surprised. Very surprised because I that's the last thing I ever would have thought of was a ghost cat. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was very surprised. <laughs> so I mean surprised about the cat, surprised about the Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was weekend. an interesting weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so are you are you interested in more about Bigfoot? I mean, is that something that you, you will pursue uh, in the future? Um, I'm not sure. I kind of want to let them be and let them live their lives. I, I like the Bigfoot shows. I'll let the other people do the exploring and the, um, scientific, you know, I'm keeping up with what scientific research they find. And, you know, if they find hair, I'm interested in knowing whether it's Bigfoot hair and that kind Probably of stuff. Mine. <laughs> but I'll let other people do the, the trucking through the woods and all that and, um, yeah, I kind of don't want to bother them. 
So do you think because, like you said, Reiki becomes a way of life and the the tiger came to you out of 40 people and you're so attuned to animals. Do you think that maybe that you were open enough that maybe you had connected with the Bigfoot and, and maybe that's why he came around to show himself to you? Something well, it was a about. family. Yeah, it was a family. And I think it was just weird timing. Um, so you don't think that, that your connection to the animal kingdom had anything to do with that? I, I, I honestly don't know, Leslie. It's nice to think that. Um, hmm. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thought. And the way he's looking through the grass to see where we're at and that kind of stuff in the picture, like he knows we're there and he's just kind of curiously looking through the grass. Um, it's a nice thought to think that, and I wrote my book so that, um, you know, there is a connection that way. Well, who knows? I mean, we honestly don't know. So, no, well, maybe he'll show knows? up at your apartment some night. So. No, no, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you know, not. Looking for gifts under your Christmas tree, which is already up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, there's not one for for him under there. <laughs> so, uh, if is this book also available on Amazon? Yes, it is. Yes, all my okay. books are available on Amazon. It's all uh, called "Unlikely Encounters: uh, A Big Butch Story" uh, by Kimberly Carter. So, uh, I'm going to move on because we're actually running out of time. Believe it or not. And I do want to discuss the Red Light Seance. You have been a member of the Red Light Seance, BC Park Red Light Seance Circle, uh, for almost since the beginning. And uh, you did take a little bit of time off when you uh, had to switch jobs. But uh, you've had some experiences along the way. What do you think is like, what, what one really stood out in your particular mind? Oh, probably the night the light came crashing down when we had the... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, the light came crashing down when we had the religious person that had the message for everybody, love everybody, or... Um, that was probably the most powerful one for me. Hmm. Yeah, that was probably the most powerful one for me was that that night. I remember when the bell came crashing on and broke the uh, the uh, orb there, and uh, that was the woman from uh, that was supposed to go to the doctors, and she kind of like poo pooed it off, and uh, that was the last thing we had in contact with this particular spirit was the the bell just crashed down, and smashed the uh, orb. Do you remember yeah, that? I Liz? wasn't there for that one. No, I wasn't no. there for that one. You don't remember that, Liz? I remember that, but Kim wasn't there. Yeah, yeah so I'm talking to you. One. Made everybody yeah. jump. Everybody jumped. <laughs> Cost me a knob, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've had a couple of interesting ones. A mm-hmm. couple of interesting ones. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, it's been... Everyone is a little bit different. Everyone is a little bit... Um, everyone is, you know, they're, they're all fascinating. They're all fascinating. I love love the ones where we can go back and find a piece of history or a piece of the story that we can relate to and say, hey, we found it. You know, this person mm-hmm. existed or this crash happened or this, 
you know, it's just extra validating. Not that it, these people didn't exist or anything, but you you've just, had relatives come through as well. Oh yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, my mom's been very popular. <laughs> You've had your aunt and your uncle, I remember, and people from Maine and all sorts of people come through for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have. My cousin came through. Yeah, yeah, I've had, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. Um, I think because my family has believed in this. I think that's the mm-hmm. only reason why. And then I think my mom has dragged people through whether they wanted to come or not. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a mother, right? <laughs> <laughs> But do you think it's also because of you, you know, you do work, you're a spirit worker, you work with the, the animals and so forth. Do you think you have a stronger connection to the other side? I think that's part of it. I think you do have to be open and ready for it. Um, I think you do have to be grounded in a way that a lot of people aren't to be able to do this. Um, and you have to be rational in a way that a lot of people aren't to be able to do it. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Leslie, do you know what I'm saying? I absolutely know what you're saying. I mean, you have to have your feet on the ground and your head into the stars. I mean, you have to be willing to accept what's coming your way, but be grounded and know that you are in reality. And this is something that's really happening. Is that what you were trying to say? Yeah. 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 Like, I have a friend of mine who she's willing to go so far on this, but then she shuts the door. She was brought up Catholic, Mm -hmm. and she's willing to go so far, but then because of her church teachings, she shuts the door. She's willing to say, okay, ghosts exist, but unless she sees one for herself, she she shuts the door, and she'll never see one because of that. I, you know, it's um, it's interesting though because you know everybody says that they they like to uh, use the religion as a crutch for a lot of things, but it's not necessarily true. As as I was telling Leslie uh, I, at my last presentation at at uh, Groveland, uh, there was a Catholic priest that came and uh, he was you know quite interested in the subject. So and I don't think it's you know, I, I think just people use that more as an excuse or, or misunderstand it even. Uh, right. So, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily true. Of course, you, everybody knows that I'm, um, you know, a devout Catholic and a, a member of the Knights of Columbus and so forth. So, uh, but anyways, it's 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 intriguing stuff. The thing I like about the seance is that it's not the same old, same old every week. You get variations. Uh, don't you agree, Liz? Yeah. And in fact, going on what you were just talking about, about religion, we had um, a grandmother come through who was dead set against anything spiritual. It was against her religion. She wouldn't put up with the person who was at our table um, and wouldn't accept her for who she was because she communicated with spirit. And yet here she comes at our table communicating with us as a spirit. <laughs> And um, I think what she was trying to say to the person at the table was she was trying to make amends that she understood that she, um, you know, was trying to say, I'm sorry for being so harsh to you during your your growing up, Um, because this woman was very, very harsh in her lifetime. But she presented herself to me with a smile on her face. 
Mm-hmm. And so the person at the table was like, oh, you had her up until then. She, she doesn't smile. Um, but I think that, you know, religion, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it put it puts parameters on things um, that necessarily don't need to have parameters. It puts guides um, on things, not necessarily parameters. And... Well, you know what I'm saying. It, it, yeah. it, it kind of um, keeps you in a box. And um, it does it does necessarily mean uh, unnecessary in, in some instances if you believe in that particular religion. So it's it's just because you don't believe in that religion that you think they're unnecessary. But uh, like I I'm not trying to step on anybody, so <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah, just just but... watch it there, girl. <laughs> I'm just saying that your beliefs are what you're you're shown and you're given and they're your beliefs and mm-hmm. and some beliefs say you can't do this you can't do this but then and, there's you um, have the other one the agnostics it totally, tells you it's totally bulk and you can't do this and you can't do this it's the same thing it's your total right. it's your own personal beliefs rather than you know blaming on one particular institution or so forth uh, right. it's, it's many, many Agreed. things. It's your, your, your raise, your, uh, environment, as well as your upbringing, as well as your peer influence. There's, there's several things that, uh, occur and happen that, that create who we are to th- think the way we are. So anyways, we, we just run out of right. time. Well, I've opened up this friend to Bigfoot, so I've, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> See, look, there's one right there. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So anyways, we do have to wrap it up. We are hit the two-minute mark here on uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, right here on Tojanet, and wherever good podcasts and not-so-good podcasts are uh, played. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I really want to thank you, uh, Kim, for coming on. And, and like I've known you for years and years, and uh You've had so many experiences, not only in, in uh, you know, the ghosty world, but also in in the spiritualist world, and as well as the uh, crypto world. I guess you would say. Now I'm waiting for maybe perhaps next time will be your UFO encounters. Oh, yes, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> my fr- I'll leave that to my friend. My friend's already had that encounter, so I'll leave that to her. Yeah, well, I ain't getting no animal proof for nobody. Anyway, moving <laughs> right along. <laughs> Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, Leslie, it was great to have you with us as well. Uh, and I appreciate You're welcome. it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, with in Massachusetts, the Glatt Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member of Ghost Chronicles for a mere three bucks a month. There are 70, yes, 70 plus uh, videos and stuff on the site. Uh, we just posted the latest one, which is a uh, interview with George from the governor's mansion uh, that you won't see anywhere else. It was made just for us. And it's only for our Patreon listeners. So check it out. Uh, become a member. Try it out for three bucks. So thank you, everyone. Good night and God bless. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. 